Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello there. You're listening to the Alton Our Stars podcast, Billboard's weekly alternative music themed podcast. I'm your host, Chris Payne. I like to use that term alternative pretty loosely. Opens all sorts of genres here on the Alton R Stars podcast. I spend a decent amount of time thinking about what the uh, the word alternative even really means today because I'm a music journalist and I think about things like that. And I really enjoy bringing artists who maybe you haven't really heard of much yet from onto the podcast. And I hope I do something like that with my guest this week, her name is Monica, and she's a pretty big star where she comes from, and that is the country of Greece. She's just putting out her first album in the United States. It's called Secret in the Dark, and it's out on Other Music Records, same record label put out by the store Other Music in New York City. And I really had a good time talking to Monica. She's a fun interview. She seems really, really excited to be putting out her first album in America. And, you know, I just really enjoy having guests on from other countries, learning about what it's like having a, mu a life in music in other places. Actually, at the very end of this podcast, I just throw out some names of songs that are popular in Greece that I've never heard of and asked her what she thought of the songs. And she had some pretty impassioned responses to the music industry in Greece. And I feel like I really learned a lot from this podcast, had even a little language lesson in, Greece from Mon in Greek from Monica. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy this one. And as always, I welcome any feedback you have, positive or negative. It's always really helpful. What's most helpful is if you could hop on iTunes and rate the podcast, give us a star rating. That would be excellent. But really, anything you can send my way as far as feedback is very beneficial. So if you want to send an email, that email address is chris.pain at billboard.com that's c-h-r-i-s dot p-a-y-n-e or you can hit me up on twitter at c-pain on a plane c-p-a-y-n-e o-n-a p-l-a-n-e anyways i hope you enjoy monica on the alton our stars podcast yeah so um i just said we should continue that conversation we were having all right we're talking about working your working your album in America and yeah so you're saying you you picked up 
English. Yes. But you did not learn it in school. So how did you learn English? Uh, it's basically music and uh, movies. It's all about. Uh, <laughs> okay. All it's all about uh, entertainment uh, uh, lessons. Mm. <laughs> so, what were the music and movies, and what time of your life was this when this happened? Um, actually, I happened to grow up in a family that they were fanatic of listening to music and uh, actually doing a lot of traveling. So. My you know, my dad is a doctor, so we had to go to conferences all around Europe since my childhood, like since I was five years old. And um, also, my my brother lived abroad, so I had, yeah, you know, I had to move around all the time. And basically, uh, my my brother introduced me to um, the rock scene of uh, uh, of Greece, mm -hmm. and uh, all the bands there they sing in English. Actually, it's the ba you know. It's the main language of singing. So, yeah, actually concerts, traveling, and music were were the main reason. Actually, when I started writing music, I decided to be English. I didn't actually decide it. It just, you know, mm -hmm. came out. Yeah. And so it seems like this was kind of over time. Yes. Gradual learning English then. Yes. But uh, at the same time, English is something like... Um, you know, it's like a different um, reality for me because I'm Greek. I speak Greek in my everyday life. And English is like my musical world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can be whoever I want. I can do yeah. whatever. And English language is so charming, so beautiful because it's simple. You know, it's direct. <laughs> why, why do you think it's simple and direct? Because you can tell the the, you know, the simplest thing, the most beautiful thing in, in a few words. In, in Greece... Greek language is amazing, but um, there's such a variety which I love. But um, you know, it has to be special in order to be sound uh, interesting. Huh. Mm. So more descriptive, <laughs> or more like figures of speech? Is that yes. what you mean? Yes. Huh. It's especially um, in music. I mean, if you translate my English songs into Greek, th they're horrible. They're <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. What What is when people write about music? Like people like me, when they write about music in Greece, people in the press, journalists, yes. is it is it much like like you're saying? Is it with a lot more words, yes. very descriptive? Yes, and also the main question to all these interviews is why English? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because um, you know Greek language is amazing, but um, yeah, they they use a lot of details. <laughs> so they'll ask you like, "Yo, why are you singing in English?" Yeah, why? I mean, <laughs> you got you got to explain yourself. Yeah, I got to explain myself, and it's it's kind of funny because uh, you know when I got here, they were like, "So you're Greek? Why you know why are you here?" <laughs> mm. You know, kind of. Yeah. Um, but um, no, I love that. I love challenges. So um, yeah, I have to defend myself all the time. Mm. <laughs> and is with new challenges is that the reason why you're working this album in America for the first time? Actually, um, the new challenge for me basically is not the language. It's, I think it's just the the messages and the feelings that music can um, communicate. You mm -hmm. know, because it's amazing when when I meet when I met Homer, for example, my producer. It's amazing that we have uh, the same favorite movies or the same favorite bands, but we grew up in you know, very different societies, very, very far away from each other. So it's amazing because when I did my first show here in New York last year, I could see the people, you know, accepting all these vibes of, of my music. And that was the best gift 
I could ever imagine because you can realize that people is the same all around the world, yeah. you know, and especially through art, you know, mm. it's all about the inside and it's incredible. So you think the, the, this probably hasn't been too many, but you think the crowds you've experienced in America are very similar in how they act to Greek crowds or anywhere else? Um, in America, the crowd is very, um, it's very honest, let's say. I mean, if, if they like you, they will show it. If they don't, they will, uh, no, we're yeah. living. In Greece, they're, they're having kind of medium standards. I mean, they get very easily excited, but even if they don't like something, they'll, they will be there, but they will be kind of, you know, accepting it, you know, they yeah. won't really like okay. it. But what I like in, in, in U.S. and in general, I mean, in everyday life, people are very straight and, and I love it. And that's one of, that's a very actually beautiful challenge for me as well that, um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm coming from far away, but at the same time, if I make these people like me, it's honest, it's true, you know, it's mm -hmm. happening. Yeah. It's very fast, you know, it's very new society, U.S. and uh, America is so modern and so powerful and so, I don't know, fast. You know, everything is happening so fast and, and I love it. I love the rhythm of how things are happening here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's play a little bit of that uh, new album. This song is called Secret in the Dark. There's a secret in the dark Eden light behind the I can feel it in the air, hear the silence in the room. If I try to find the key. So you mentioned Homer. That's Homer yes. Steinweiss exactly. from the Dap Kings. From the Dap Kings and the Manhattan Street Band. And now he's one of the members of ARCs, the new band of Dan Auerbach. Right, right, yeah. 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 So he's busy. Yeah, he's, he's busy. very busy, but you know this guy is so talented. He's so incredible. So it's it's kind of logical that everybody wants him around. Yeah, him. yeah. So you grabbed some time with him. Uh, do, do, uh, are you asking me the story of how we met or what? For for the album, you know. Oh, for the, the album. Yeah, because it was in the it was the Dap Kings studio. It's in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Right? It, it, no, no, that was in Williamsburg. Oh, okay. Yeah, Got that it. was a Danum Studios actually. It, mm -hmm. It's um, you know, a baby. Uh, label of Dapton Records. Yeah. So yeah, I just uh, three years ago I went outside uh, Danum Studios uh, building and I was just staring at the building like, look, this is the building where all these amazing albums were recorded. And um, yeah, the door opened and it was Tommy Brennick, the guitar player from Dapkings, and Homer Stainwis, and we kind of became friends, you know, right away that that afternoon. And they were like, so you're in singer-songwriter do you have any demos with you and i played them some demos and then they were like oh we could make an album together i was like seriously <laughs> i'm mm. just a tourist here <laughs> but um no it's all about the chemistry you know between people so um, as soon as me and homer as i said we, we had the same favorite movies and you know the sense of humor was the same and we could hang i believe that we could make a very beautiful album together yeah yeah yeah, because I believe music is the conclusion of a good relationship. You know. So what were these? You mentioned them twice. What were the the movies and the music that you bonded over? Oh, the movies. I don't know. Back to the Future. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Things like this, you know, the Beatles, Kate Bush. Yeah. Know, that was the main reference of our album. Uh, big, big, very popular names, but um, 
even Madonna. But, you know, these are artists that I was always carrying with me, inside me, but I, I'd never had a, you know, someone to collaborate and take that out uh, in, in terms of music. And because my two first, first albums were mostly ballads, mm-hmm. ballads because I've been listening to things like Rufus Wainwright or Anthony the Joneses, but I really wanted to make a disco album, but I mean, it, it's, it's still a little bit melancholic, but, you know, I never had someone to introduce me to Diana Ross pr- productions. Yeah. I've always loved that, but I needed someone to tell me this is the snare over there that makes a difference, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like a, a whole new experience when I met Homer and he put me into that kind of vibes of, of playing and performing. Yeah. There was one track from a couple years ago called Make Me Fly that you had that did remind me that, a little bit of That's amazing. You yeah. noticed that. Yeah. Make Me Fly was um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was the much. one track that I was like, okay, this is like it sounds like this is the lineage exactly. of Exactly. Yeah. It was kind of the transition to to this sound because um it was the first song I wrote uh with up, up it was kind of up tempo, but at the time I was recording in Berlin. So I was uh I loved I loved the whole experience, but I was not pretty satisfied with the production because it was too shiny, you know, for my taste. I want because I love the analog sound. So I, I've always wanted to make an album that sounds like Make Me Fly, but it's gonna be analog. It's gonna be kind of rusty, you know, sound like ha- it, having this feeling that it comes from another period of time or something like from the eighties or the seventies. But uh, yeah, thank you. Make Me Fly, it's one of my favorite songs. And um, actually, it has a great feedback at my shows. Like before this new album, it was probably like the song that made people just get up and dance the most. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was a, it was kind of funny because the first time I played it um, live, it was at a at a great venue. It was a theater, but it was uh, the live show was kind of a um, it was a conceptual live. So everybody was seated, and I had the four screens on the back, and it was you know full of digital digital videos around me. So I wanted to, and everybody you know wanted to to stand up and dance but it was so everything was so you know uh, uh strict yeah so yeah <laughs> you couldn't use your phone you couldn't and they were like, mm, you couldn't have a drink with you so it was funny because after the show everybody was like oh should play this again to a club or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was nice yeah i i want to re-record this song actually mm-hmm. hiring for your small business If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're in America now. What's How is like doing press in America different from like doing press in Greece? <laughs> um, it's... it's it's beautiful because because it's I'm reintroducing myself. It's like uh, I'm going back to 2009, where when I started in Greece. So even if I'm I'm carrying some years of experience and you know three albums with me, it's amazing that I can I can introduce myself to new people and actually it helps me because I reconsider a lot of you know myself and my music journey so it's basically similar to what I've been doing uh, the early years of my music journey back in Greece but uh, the Americans as I said they give me very you know very powerful vibes and such a positive energy that it it makes me really creative and it, it inspires me a lot mm-hmm. so yeah i moved to los angeles i live there now uh so basically i want to spend uh, as much time as i can here in us and just get the vibes of this this society i i love and just you know filter it and turn it into music yeah for, for another album but um, you know, you're you're nice. Everybody's nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Everybody's smiling. It's it's nice. Yeah, I mean, you were saying how things move really quickly here, and I think people can be kind of fickle sometimes. I think that's a, like the, the downside of like so much going on. But yeah, I would say that we are we're very um, positive, very encouraging. Yeah. That you know that like <laughs> American dream kind of vibe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you are and I mean you you're so open hearted and everybody even in the streets or if you need help and everything. I mean Greeks you know, Greeks are like this, of course. Uh they're the same, but the last years we have you know the crisis and everything. Uh unfortunately, sometimes it makes people ill, you know, it's difficult times. Mm-hmm. So I love Greece. Always w- w- will always be my home, and you know I need to go back like um, uh, sooner or later. And you know I I've been going there very often, but often, but you know Americans, I don't know, they give me something new and something challenging, which in combination to my Greek experience for me it's magical. Mm. Just I just love it. I want to be somewhere in between. Yeah, you know my 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 Greek character and my American new <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been in LA? In LA, I moved there uh, early September. Okay. Not that long. <laughs> so like month, a little bit, a little bit more than a month. A, mo- a little bit. And more. some you've been traveling, obviously. So. Yeah, I'm I'm not an LA person yet. <laughs> huh. But uh, it has a lot of similarities with Greece. Like uh, I can drive all the time. Like the weather and the, and the people i guess um but new york 
gives me something so inspirational that I cannot find anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Let's drop in another song. This one's called Stripping. Right. So how did you catch on with other music in America, your label? Other music. Uh, yeah. That's another funny story that came up by chance. So my best friend and kind of my mentor, he's a DJ. So he knew just my deal from other music recordings and he wanted to interview him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, that other music store in East Village is very yeah. popular and we've been going there all the time. Um, so Dimitris was like, I need to find this guy and just meet him and just you know, talk to me about his, the history of this uh, legendary music store. So um, his uh, Joss um, colleague actually have heard the album through another friend of ours, another DJ. So when we came, we went there for the interview, Joss was like, oh, so you're Monica and you don't have a label yet. And I said, no. <laughs> mm. And like two weeks later, he called and he said, actually, <clears throat> I have a very serious proposal for you. I you know, let's get in touch with your manager or your label in Greece. I really need to do this. And it was it was amazing because, um, you know, I I truly believe this by heart that the best things in life come from where you never expect them. You know, so Joss is incredible. He he's such a believer to the album and all the team that I brought with me from Greece and the new team we're building here in America, and um. You know, it's it's an honor for me to to be part of that other music uh, team and Fat Possum, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, Billboard's office where we, we where we used to be about two months ago was right a couple blocks away from really? other music. Yeah, so uh, I've been there a bunch of times. Exactly, and I I live in Ninth and A, so you know it's okay. pretty close, and I love that neighborhood. Yeah, we used yeah. to be at Ninth and Broadway. I <laughs> you missed that? <laughs> I yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you've seen this is for people listening. We're um, yeah. we work near Grand Central Station now. Yes. Billboard does so. I don't know how would you compare this area <laughs> to where other music is yeah let's don't forget that you're next to one of the most amazing buildings in the city okay right yeah so if you need any i don't know inspiration like uh, the east village (laughs) vibe just go in there and look at the clock (laughs) yeah yeah it's true (laughs) right um yeah i also want to talk about because i I know you've probably talked about this a good amount but it's really interesting this this sailing accident and how you sailing yeah how you went through that because it yeah it God, that sounds Yeah, that sounds crazy. bad. It's not bad. And actually, it happened to... I, I happened to mention it to um, to Joss and actually uh, to one of the uh, one of the members of the team we were working for the PR. And um, no, it was just an accident I had uh, three years ago. Um, or, uh, you know, it's very common in Greece to travel by boat, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, in the islands. So the, there was a gas leak and there was um, kind of an explosion and we had to jump into the water without life jackets and stuff. But it was incredible because at at the time I was I was feeling very very weak because of <clears throat> several personal issues, and um, you know it's it's it was like a gift actually from from life because <clears throat> when I uh, I was swimming for seven and a half hours with my friend and uh, I was 
in a very bad um, situation when we reached the coast, the, the rocks actually. But the following day, you know, I had lost my eyesight and everything. And, you know, the following day, I was like, come on, you know, uh, life is too short. Life is so beautiful. I should never be weak again. I should never be nervous or anything. So um, it, it was amazing. And, and of course, everybody was saved the five of us because there were three more people that they stayed behind and they were rescued by a sailing boat but i was swimming yeah in the in the dark sea at night with very big waves and you know it was kind of amazing because while i was swimming i was i was telling to myself how is this happening 2012 with wi-fi mobile <laughs> phones iphones mac laptops and everything and the only thing i have here with me to rescue myself is my body and my you know, and my brain that's all I have, and the moon, you know, and it was, you know, it was very, very strange feeling, and, you know, okay, I'm a good swimmer, because I windsurf, um, but still, it was terrifying, and anyway, yeah, but uh, me and my friend, the good thing was that we were never panicked, mm-hmm. so, yeah, from the following day, everything from scratch, I started uh, writing songs and not only songs I, I started writing poems and texts and I was talking about this to all to all the people I met because you know if if I meet someone that he has a very um, you know uh, a great story to tell me I'm trying to learn from him so um, even my friends and everybody in my family okay they were terrified even Antonis was he couldn't work for a week <laughs> mm-hmm. you're gonna realize it but you know um you know it's it will always be a, a very good story to tell to someone in order to encourage him and to inspire him so i'm very very proud and very very thankful for this experience right i mean yeah. for for swimming seven and a half hours you seem very calm with that yeah exactly yeah but uh, but still can you imagine how many similar accidents happen all, all around the world and there are so many victims and now with the you know with the refugees we have a serious problem in Greece there are so many souls uh, lost so it's a serious thing and and, and the sea is very dangerous yeah. it's beautiful but it's a huge thing a huge monster out there yeah. that you cannot play with it <laughs> yeah well that's that's really inspiring and, and you know as long as you've got that in the press release People like me who are always going to ask yeah, yeah, about it. So, but, but I don't want to take advantage of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like it's it's a, a great story that uh, it gave me a lot of power and a lot of uh, positive, um, you know, a different positive aspect in my life. But uh, it's you know not not too hot, not too cold. It just just an accident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just an accident. Yeah, and also was curious more about just what it's like. In this, you said this is like the start of phase two in America, pushing your music. What it was like in phase one, getting as big as you were in Greece. Like, what does that take? Like, how does that happen? What's it like there? What, what do you mean to become becoming a popular singer in Greece? Oh, actually, uh, in Greece, you know, I have, I was at the right time. Uh, I met the right people because. Uh, it was uh, 2009, I guess 2008, and I was uh, studying at university. I was ne- I never had ambitio- ambitions of becoming a singer or anything, but I was um, um, a musician. I was a um, session musician to a lot of bands in Greece. And as I said, there was a very popular 
Greek community of English bands of you know English music rock and roll. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky enough to to be one of them because I started writing in English and the English music was not that popular in Greece at the time from Greek artists. You know, it's kind of a strange situation. In Greece all the the bands from all around the world are accepted very very uh warmly um that they sing in English. But if you're mm-hmm. a Greek artist, it was kind of weird. But my songs had something very Greek inside them. Maybe the tempo, maybe the chords, I don't know. So it was amazing that within a year I was playing in, in 6,000 people in the big, biggest theaters in Greece. But as I said, I was lucky enough to have a song that became a huge um, uh, hit in Greece, in English language. But I don't know. I can't explain. It was amazing because we were touring and we were going to villages and you could see all women that they don't speak English and they were singing. They were trying to capture the words or the vowels of the thing I was singing. And um, it was great. Yeah, and still it's great. It's wonderful. Greece gives, it's so inspirational and I, you know, from the first moment I became kind of successful in Greece, even I, even though I don't like this word, I I was trying not to get bored of it, not to to be fed up of the success or everything. I was trying to giving new challenges to myself and to the people as well, because you know not only in Greece, I believe all around the world, if you have a success, the easiest thing you can do is just to repeat it. You know, it's kind of a you know uh, like a standard. Uh, success round two right but uh in greece i was trying not to do that many concerts every time i had a concert i I wanted i wanted it to be special and amazing so um, step by step you know i was creating um i don't know a character a music character in greece that likely it was accepted very very well and it it goes on still i mean in the summer, we had great shows and an amazing tour in Greece. Right. But ju- it's, you know, I was trying not to be burned. Mm. You know, so that's that's what I want to do in in US and all around the world as well because, you know, I I want to be interesting for me first of all, <laughs> and then you know for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So. You you um you grew up in Athens, right? I grew up no, I grew up in a very very small town uh, up in the mountains in the in the mid middle of Greece. Okay. Yeah, it's and close to a ski center. I was skiing every day. Okay, <laughs> so very different from Athens. Very, di- very I went different. To, I went to Athens uh, to study mathematics. Okay. For I studied mathematics. Okay. University. So, in like, you were mentioning touring Greece. Is it? Getting big in Athens and like yeah. with the media and everything there, and then catching on and everywhere else. Yeah, exactly. Because Athens, even though it's the capital of Greece, it's it has a very uh, small society of uh, you know the music scene. It's kind of approachable from all, all sides. So since I met uh, my manager and my label, Archangel Music in Greece, actually they did an amazing work of. Uh, connecting me to the right people i mean to an amazing booking agency and stuff so those booking agencies were very very um 
successful already because in Greece there is a very popular uh, folk society, folk folk industry, you know, mm-hmm. Greek folk industry. So when I entered entered that era, I was singing in English, but everybody could handle me very easily. So you're playing there, you're playing there. So, you know, and I was already connected kind of because of the bands I was playing with as a session musician. So it was it was kind of easy because we had a a good album, like different, that was approachable to all the radio stations. I had very good agencies around me and all, all, only, you know, the only thing I had to do was just to give them more and more good material. So yeah. they helped me get focused on music and nothing else. Right. That's amazing. That's that's the dream of every artist, I guess. Yeah. You know, not to have to deal with management and marketing mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So it seems like you've been mentioning that you sort of have to come correct with singing English in Greece, yeah. but it was made easier for you because you were performing in a style of music that was already well accepted there. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. I was, um, you know, I was playing uh, a lot of acoustic shows with my acoustic guitar, and also I had some ballads. They reminded Greek songs, but it was in English. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, it, it was one of the very, very charming challenges I I find here in U.S. because it was the same in Greece. I was trying to figure out if the people, you know, care about the words that much, or it's just the vibes of the melodies they, they, mm-hmm. you know, they accept. So it it was it, it it is amazing feeling when I'm on stage and I play my music and I just, you know, look at the people's eyes and they're so they're traveling, you know, they're somewhere else. And that's the most amazing feeling. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because well, you mentioned that the people in the villages who you didn't think spoke exactly. English, so exactly. they're unless they learn, they translated it really quick. Exactly. They don't. They're not but on the lyrics. Exactly. And you said this. They had to translate it. That's the main thing. Even the, um, you know, the interviewers, were, the journalists were asking me, why do you kind of ask people to translate your words and I was telling them because I don't want the words to be their first reaction you know because words you know it's beautiful right mm-hmm. po- it's poetry but on the other hand music can become so powerful if you don't understand the words right away and um, it's amazing because here I have the exactly opposite thing and I have my producer and my musicians they tell me you should focus on the words mostly so as i said it's a whole new world for me because now i have the school of music vibes because i'm obsessed with melodies i'm obsessed with the um harmonies and stuff i i love classical music and i love sound uh, cinema uh, cinematic music Mm -hmm. so if i add beautiful words on it it's you know above it it's it's like the, the best it's a nice I don't know how to explain music in our lives. It it's here to make us. I don't know to travel us to a different di- dimension. Mm. If I have a good package of it, then you know I can fly away. I can I can take the people, the crowd, and the listeners to wherever they want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so this was before we, I think right before we started the podcast, you were talking about the other languages you speak. Oh, yeah. So you also speak Italian and French. Yeah, li- Italian not that well anymore, and French, yes. Okay. French. <laughs> so, so when in your life now, if ever, do you speak them? 
Oh, I speak them when I go to France. Actually, we're playing uh, at a great festival in Adren, Transmusicale, in December. So I have to refresh my friends over there. And also, I have a lot of friends, uh, friends that visit Greece every summer. So, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you always do press in English? Uh, or will you go to France and like, or, uh, or Italy and speak in uh, Italian oh, with them? That's a good idea. I hope I can do that in France. In France. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was in Paris uh, this winter and I was, I exercised my friends a little bit and I think I was pr- good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's a good idea. I will have to exercise a little bit before <laughs> I go. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, I've never been to, to France, but I th- get the sense that they're more so than other countries they expect you to speak French. You're so right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, even I- in Italy. There too. Not, no, not a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people talk English, but, you know, if you go to the countryside, they're not very familiar with it. <laughs> they're not going to have it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, but in Greece, it's what they say that, you know, in Greece, most of the people speak English. And they're like, why should he talk English all the time? They should learn Greek. You know, the tourists should learn Greek. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should stop talking English. You should learn Greek. That would be good. Are you in the mood? What what what's what would be a good phrase to learn in Greek? <laughs> what is um, um, what would what would be like the most useful things to learn if I was like just going to Athens <laughs> or maybe the countryside because they would probably speak English in Athens. Yeah, so in countryside, um, I don't know. Puini kaliteri paralia. Where's the greatest beach? <laughs> Where's the greatest beach? beach to, yeah, to to swim at. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, or um, Calimera, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. I feel like directions would be a good... Uh, directions. Good di- asking for directions is always a good uh, go-to. All right. Um, how can I go to the tavern? <laughs> oh, my God. Posboro. Posboro. Napao. Napao. See? What is... Was that amazing. was just me trying very quickly to keep up. What does my accent sound like? It's great. It's, it's great. Good. It yeah. sounds great. Yeah, because we have the same, you know, vowels and stuff with okay. English. Yeah, you don't want to to hear a French person talk uh, Greek. <laughs> what is that like? <laughs> so, uh, you know, French people. If they, I have a French friend that he 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 wants to say, I want to go to work he, every morning. Hey, Monica, I go to work. I go to work. Mm-hmm. They can't say R. So if you tell them tavern, they will be. Uh, Popo napao tavea. It will be like this. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. <laughs> sorry if I, you know, if there's any. If you have people, any yeah. French listeners. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. I got tons of French listeners. Uh, oh no. Okay. Bye bye. See you later. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Actually, I had one French artist on, and they're a band called The Doe. Really? Have you ever heard of them? I think. I think so. The name sounds familiar. It's like the D-O and there's like a line through the O of the D. All right. All right. It's not Dodos. It's D-O. Not Dodos. Oh, okay. not, okay. I know okay. that, <laughs> that band. I know them too, but okay, okay. They're, they're American. Okay, right. Yeah. They're American, but you said they're... No, the oh, Dodos the okay, right. are, are an American band. That so the French band lives in France or here? They... I think they live in France now. They're right. from France. They're oh, French. Right. They may have been over here for 
working the album. All right. But I think they no actually no I remember from the podcast they are still based in France. You know France has an amazing music industry and also it's remarkable that uh, my album is uh, accepted very very well in France already and um, I don't know seriously the the, the ba- all the bands and even the labels are great there. I don't know it's like you know in Europe I I believe France is it come it's um it's a reborn you know in mm-hmm. some way I don't know they have such a you know the rap music scene is so powerful they have R&B bands even bands like the Phoenix you know or like you know um I think Portishead were from France or you know they're they're huge they have a great great air Era. No, great, great references. Amazing music industry. Yeah, and when we were talking about language and singing in your native language, I was yeah. thinking of Yell. Are you familiar with them? Because they sing in French. They're French and they sing yeah. in French. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could work. But um, as I said, if if that would be a, if there would be a language I could speak very clearly and open, would be Greek. Mm. But uh, I'm. I'm thinking of I'm writing a Greek album actually. Oh, these, okay. These days, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because it's I need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't just bring up Yell to say you should be singing in Greek. No, no, no. Of course <laughs> not. No, no. no, no, no. Uh, but uh, no, it's good. Languages are are good, and it's good to uh, experiment. Yeah. Do you have any idea of like releasing or recording this uh, the Greek album, or is that just like in the early stages? No, I would like to release it. Oh, so it's like ready. It's you've got recorded. I have stuff. Uh, eight eight very good songs. When I have fifteen good songs, I'm gonna go to the studio. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they have to be. They have to be good in terms of honesty and um, and feelings. You know, I d- I don't want to do anything in my life that uh, comes from ambition or feedback. It has to start from the heart. So that's why I, I, you know, step by step, I'm taking my time. When I, you know, I've been writing this Greek album since 2012 or something. Okay. So, you know, step by step. When I have it ready, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good, I think. And I'll send it to the U.S. as well. Okay, <laughs> okay. I uh, will introduce you to Greek music mm. with the bouzouki. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a, a <clears throat> an English song that um, it's actually... A totally Greek song, but with English lyrics, and I use bouzouki in that, and it's a wedding song. It's called "Yes I Do," and um, you know, I don't know, I love it because okay. you know it's very traditional Greek song, but in English. So you translated it? Yeah, no, no, I wrote it in, in English right away. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's my song. Oh, okay. Yeah. When you said traditional, I thought you no, meant sorry, like a traditional. No, but it reminds yeah. all of all of all of these traditional songs, and um, yeah, I would love to play this at a wedding. <laughs> Americans like wedding songs. Yeah, they I know. do well here. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it talks about a prince that talks that sings to the princess. Okay. Yeah. Very romantic. Very that romantic. probably would do well here. Yeah, yeah, and it says that um uh now we're kissing and we're saying to each other just a little I do, but the thing w- we what we really want to say it cannot be said. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Things like this, yeah, romantic yeah. stuff, you okay. know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so lastly, I found that I went through the Greek uh, 
single charts right now. The, the right. top songs in Greece. Yeah. And I found the top few that I had never heard of before. Really? Some of them are just songs like, um, like, um, you know, about like the the Justin, the new Justin Bieber song. Um, or Uptown Funk. Yeah, Uptown Funk. <laughs> um, Lean on the yeah. uh, the major laser song. That's one's yeah. really popular. I, I found some here that oh, I've never that's heard. That's interesting. What um just I want you to just tell me. I've never heard them. Just tell me what what they're like. What do or you mean? if you if the first one's um it's by Antonis Ramos <laughs> and 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 that's amazing. Did I did I butcher that name? So I, as I said, um, in English, uh, the music in English language, even me that mm -hmm. I play in those theaters, we're the minority, right? Yeah. It's like, can you imagine being um, in, a, in a country with a great history and very, very uh, big uh, folk music because we, we have the Rebetico from you know the 19th century and after the World War, we have the, folk mu the Greek folk music. Mm -hmm. So, Antonis Ramos, he's, he has an amazing voice but he sings these songs right the folk greek uh songs new songs sometimes but he is huge of course but um you know he refers to to greek people in greek language but uh i never followed him you know i've i've been once to one of his shows but it's this traditional thing that you can throw flowers and you can throw plates on the floor and this is something very traditional that no no I I, I truly respect it because it's it's inside me right I'm, I'm I'm Greek and I have to know this and I love it but um when you grow up in um I don't know with friends uh, that you know we keep on listening to music from U USA from England from abroad you don't have time or energy to get into that but if if we i mean in a, in an amount of people like let's say we have 10 people in Greece or 10 friends of mine mm -hmm. eight of them they know they go to Antonis Ramos live shows and two of them will go to one of them will go to Interpols right or okay. Arcade Fire okay. and maybe you know two of them will know who Arcade Fire are but Antonis Ramos fans they will all hear to Madonna Bieber you know like or Upton Fung and stuff like this. It's like the mainstream, the mainstream. Okay. Thing. I don't know, Antonis, am I right? Yeah, yeah. And sounds like his music sounds very different from those. Um, you know, uh, this this artist, they basically take a lot of references from abroad, the, but they turn it into a Greek, you know, I don't know, into Greek aesthetics. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and they talk about love and you know breaking up. And <laughs> yeah. But um, I wouldn't say they they're more live shows artists. You know, they they have huge uh, successes and, and hits on the radio stations. Um, but I don't think they will basically pay attention to the production of an album or anything. I, and seriously, I, to be clear, I I don't want to to tell more about things because I don't want to, you know, to 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 sound rude or anything yeah. because it's something I never followed and mm -hmm. no it was always there but uh, no okay I was kind of avoiding it yeah there's a, the second one is it's called De Suaniko by someone called Stan who that is how Stan oh the Suaniko <laughs> 
this is a rap or an R&B kind of a mix yeah. of rap and R&B. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this these guys are definitely doing a good wo- great work because they're taking references from abroad and they're turning into the Greek music industry. Mm-hmm. But they're all Greeks. Okay. Yeah. And there's another track called Spasta. <laughs> this is a funny one. I don't know. Seriously, all these songs I've never heard them. Oh, you've never heard the, no. you've never heard the songs. No. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I mean, because even if I'm driving my car, okay, if I break up and I'm in a really bad mood mm. and I want to hear something, you know, to to to, to dance like in a folk way, maybe I'll listen to it. But it's what, well, you know, some of the radio stations I would uh, rather not, you know, listen to. Okay. Yeah. Uh it's like, you know, like the, the kind of music you like. I mean, when you're in your office, at your office or in your car, if if there's a, I don't know, mariachi band playing, you might not be in the mood of listening to that, right? It's different kinds of, you know, music. So, yeah, I've, I've never, never, mm. <laughs> never followed this artist's or songs. Not the biggest radio fan. Uh, it's not your go-to. Say, thing. Let's say it's kind of two different worlds. Mm. Right, it's like because uh, we have a very, as I said, strong traditional folk industry and another indie society. Mm. So these guys are the ma- majority, you know, because it's for um, it's the easy kind of easy listening to everybody's ears, and also these guys every year they have a new success, you know. Mm. It's like it's like I guess industry in the uh, US or worldwide like um you know pop artists they're pop art, pop stars and they're very famous they're very popular um you know they're out in the magazines and stuff but um I was never that kind of artist okay even even if I was asked to sometimes to to get into that thing I I don't want to be recognized um um, you know, by face, I, I, you know, sometimes it feels like prison. But uh, they are pop stars, and uh, we're something. Okay. We're the minority. Mm, <laughs> mm. Yeah, we're the weird ones. <laughs> let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting learning about this because there's definitely parallels to how music works here to that, and, and then again, some of it is different. Yeah, but. For example, I mean, the listeners of Antonis Ramos and my listeners would all go to Robbie Williams' show. Okay. You know what I mean? They're like, you know, they're f- there's this this kind of music uh, society in Greece that um, you hear these great hits, but if you're uh, a more specific fan of something else, there are some things that get get us all united. Okay. You know, like big brands, like as I said, Robbie or Bla- the Black Keys came this summer to Greece and they had like 30,000 people, or like Robbie Williams, or I don't know what other bands. Hmm, that's um, interesting because the Black yeah. Keys are really big here now in America, but yeah. Robbie Williams, not so much. Yeah, but honestly, Robbie Williams' show was one of yeah. the greatest nights I've huh. ever had. Cool. I loved it. Were you there? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, or uh, Lana Del Rey. You okay. know, th- it's yeah. like uh, huh. pop 
pop stars. Let's yeah. say pop. You know? From what you've described, from what you've been describing, I can definitely see how Lana Del Rey catches on in Greece. Yeah, I, yeah. I, God, I love her new album. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's why I'm telling you that it was a great, uh, an amazing. Uh, success that we ended up playing in this theater because can you imagine that in this world there's a there's a team of people that we're trying to make popular something in english language or something that we are greeks but we sing something more rock pop and rock yeah um so that that was amazing and i'm very thankful but um you cannot avoid this and honestly it's good to have it because something different and I, I guess that Antonis Ramos he can easily uh, have live shows all around the world but uh, with Greek audience you know? okay so but that's a success again yeah can you imagine you know the Greek community all around the world falling falling a pop star like him that's, that's huge mm. it's alive yeah <laughs> yeah wow yeah, and we cannot become, you know, because in Greece, if all the artists turned into international artists, then maybe we would lose this folk, um, I don't know, piece of music we carry with us. The only thing I would, these guys, the only thing they do in Greek, it's just the language. They, it's like they, they, you know, they copy. Uh, international music, pop music, and they just add Greek words. I would love to hear more traditional music, you know, melodies and music. Okay. But uh, we have some huge artists in Greece that they do that. I just hope we will have more and more. Hmm. Like we have, uh, like uh, Haroulis, Yanis Haroulis. He's a very, very popular um, Greek songwriter that he plays, you know, music from the 60s and he writes this kind of music. He's he's amazing or Malamas, you know. I I personally I prefer this kind of music, of cool. Greek music. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, now that you're you're doing your time here, it seems like if it's something that you want to do, it it can help prop up and like spread the word about other people exactly. from Greece. Exactly. I mean, seriously, I was I was telling one of my friends last night that um, it's not a personal success if this album becomes a you know big. In the U.S., it's just a very good chance for me to promote the the, the Greek um, the vibes, the the Greek uh, beauty, you know. Mm. Because uh, I believe that uh, I could have a live show with Sigrid and Dark, but on the encore, I would love to play Greek song, and I always do that in my shows in Greece. I always sing something in Greek, just you know, as a signature. So that would be amazing, and I, I believe that. According to the American friends that visit Greece every summer, they love Greek music. And some of them, even my producer, Homer Stanwis, were like, what is this? You know, I've never heard this beat before. Like, what is mm -hmm. this? And I told him this is folk music, you know. This is nice. <laughs> it's folk music. Folk music. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I have at my end. So, if there's anything else... Right, that yeah. was really fun. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, no, guys, it was incredible. Thank you so far, much for having me. Yeah, I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot as well. <laughs> so that concludes another episode of the Alt and Our Stars podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast by cl clicking the iTunes link towards the bottom of the story. That is, if you're viewing the story 
on billboard.com. If you're not, you can just head over to iTunes, use your podcast app or whatever, search for the Alt in Our Stars on there, and you can subscribe as you wish. And also, there's archived episodes there, lots of fun stuff lately. We've had Magical Clouds, Bully, The Wonder Years, so all sorts of fun artists on the podcast. So check those out. And until next week, you know, the podcast runs every Friday afternoon on Billboard. Take care. Have a good weekend. Peace out. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.